10 o'clock, it's time for the Booty Freedom Show. So let's go. Stick around, we're gonna have some fun today. Okay, okay. Amazing. I just want you to know that. Uh, um, so uh, this actually happened uh, this week uh, in America. Matt Phelan is the first black five-star general ever in the United States military history. Yeah, yeah. He just happened. He just made that uh, uh, this year. And uh, he went on the genealogy show, Who Do You Think You Are? And he found out that his family had been held in Mississippi as slaves for like over 100 years they had been there. And um, it was pretty shocking to him, you know. And uh, what was even more shocking was that the family who owned his family actually still lived in the same town and on the same piece of property as they had uh, when they held his family as slaves, which is very strange. But um, in an unrelated story, a small town in Mississippi was accidentally droned uh, out of nowhere <laughs> this, uh, this last week. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> things happen. It's a crazy world, right? Um, uh, I, I don't want, but you know, this, this, is, uh, this is actually, we're in uh, June. This is uh, 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 LGBTQ. Plus, don't get mad at me if I get that wrong, but it is uh, that month, the Rainbow Month. Yes, yes. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking, now this is just me. I don't think that men should be allowed to text other men after 9 p.m. Okay? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really do. If you want to talk to me, call me. But don't text me. Women should be able to text men after 9, but uh, men should not be able to text another man after 9 p.m. But does that, I'm a little worried, does that, does that make me an anti-homotextual? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Whammo! So we're here with Corey Sherelle tonight. It's going to be a really great night. You guys go use the bathroom, get yourself a snack, but make sure you wash your hands first, okay? We'll be right back.
I'm B.D. Freeman. I know what's on your mind. How come we've never heard the story of the first interracial relationship? This for you, Black Bow Cephas. Dearest Black Bow Cephas, I can no longer control the warm and tingly feelings in my nether regions. Please accompany me in my bedchamber. If you cannot read, which I assume, I have attached some crude drawings that hopefully you will understand. Come to me. Here I is, ma'am. Now that I'm back from the fields early. What the hell? How'd you get in my room, n? We're gonna have to do something about this, boy. Wish I was in the land of cotton. You know, I don't think I could ever go back. And that is why. you have and I like it. I can hear cans opening up all over America. And also I hear people drinking Red Bull. Da -da -da. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's what I bring to the table. Um, and uh, I want to share with you guys, if you don't already know, we are trending on YouTube, which is awesome. So thank you so very much for uh, pushing us uh, up there and making us more visible. Um, also, uh, to keep doing that, please like and subscribe to the B.D. Freeman Show because we really super duper dig you. And I think a lot of you guys know that we're actually going to be leaving from YouTube and we're moving to Roku now, we're actually going to, to the network. So we'll, but we will still have lots of clips here on YouTube for you guys to see and enjoy. And hopefully you'll jump on over to Roku and watch the show there as well. And we thank you for that. Tonight is a fantastic night. Tonight we have influencer and comedian Corey Sherell. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? How you doing, man? So you know, you know what I find like most interesting about what it is that you do as uh, an influencer is because like when I was a kid, being an influencer was like a bad thing. Like somebody was like, yeah. you know, it was like if you're an influencer to throw some a rock through Miss Johnson's window, you know, <laughs> and like you're that. But now influencer is a good thing. Yeah, it is. So it is. talk to me about that. Like what? Uh, what is that? What's that whole world like? Because I don't know. Well, well, it all started on uh, Clubhouse for me. Um, I was on uh, uh, Clubhouse and um, I have a I had a show uh, called Comedy Court, and Comedy Court was an improv show where I got prosecutor, squad, defense attorney. 
I bring in up and coming comedians, their drawers, then I bring in like a celebrity host to uh, be the judge. And I allow someone from the audience to present a pet peeve or petty dispute, man, to uh -huh. the courtroom. So my boyfriend doesn't wash the dishes. Well, we should buy a dishwasher and they both pick a comedian to be their attorney. Ah. So like, it just, it, it was so crazy that um, it just gave me a voice in comedy, man. You know, so um, Bro, that's I, I began real to get cool. some special treatment. That's you know? real cool, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah, real yeah. nice. Never called me to be on it. At all? Hey, we got uh, season two coming. Oh, we got just, the season two coming. We got you, uh, didn't man. call me at all to be on it. Talked about all the really interesting and great comedians that he had on it. Didn't call me though. Uh, you know, hey, I'm having you on my show. I'm gonna have my people call your people. We gonna do? You know, uh, okay, my people's my wife, so that'll be. <laughs> I, I got you, man. That's about it. See, look. First of all, we gonna have you. We want you to be like a, a tough judge. You know, so you gotta be a tough judge, tough on crime, tougher than Joe Brown. You know, you got to be tough like that, man. So oh, you mean get, crooked? Uh, we're talking about Joe Brown. I mean, uh, who get down to brass tacks here? You're talking about a crooked judge is what look, you're talking about. Look, there's no collusion, all right? <laughs> there's no collusion, man. Uh, and, and so... What, what happens if someone some sentence? Can I sentence anyone to death? Well, well listen, they, first... Because that would be great. First thing first, we got to get your hood hours in. So we, we got to get you some hood hours. Huh? A thousand what, are hood, hood, what are hood hours? All right, so we got to, like, go hang out in uh, areas where there's ghetto problems. Man. Okay. You know? Okay. You, you go first, and I'll meet you. Yeah, there we go, man. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so I have, some, I have, a, I have a really good uh, potential person that we can cast on the show, and they're arguing about who mothers makes the best Kool-Aid. So I'm thinking because gun violence almost happened, we need to do this, like, tomorrow before gun violence happens with this. There's gun violence over Kool-Aid now? I mean, hey, man. I didn't even know that there was Kool-Aid anymore. If things happen in the, cool, in, in the, in the ghetto. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wild ghetto people. <laughs> Come on! Stop that! Shooting people over Kool-Aid? I did see that there was a story where two brothers uh, got into an argument and one shot the other one because the other brother ate the last hot dog. See? See? You, see right now, now, I, can see, I, I can't see shooting anybody over... Uh, Kool-Aid, but over an Oscar Mayer, oh yeah, you hey, could die. You gotta do what you gotta do then. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys enjoying death so much? Please, let's get so okay, let's let's bring it up. Let's not let's not get low. Let's get high. So tell me like what what is like a high point to what it is that you're doing? Because I I always find that the hardest thing about writing is staying in the seat. Yeah. Now as an influencer, you really gotta stay in the seat. Well well just looking uh, it's all it's crazy what people laugh at these days. So everyone's laughing at um, uh, s scenarios of where they think something is really happening, you know. So it's not even like it's more satire uh, type of comedy now that's, yeah. that that I do on an influencing tip. So um, uh, my most recent uh, viral moment uh, did over a million uh, views, um, and, 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 and that was cool. But yeah, thank you. It was hard work. We got 92 views last week. I know, no, but it, it can happen. And it's what you pick. So what I decided to choose, I moved to Atlanta. And I was thinking like, hmm, what could happen in Atlanta that could just be hilarious? And I said, man, what about if I decided to go to a glory hole? And I thought that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this is a family show. So let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's back up and choose another subject. <laughs> How about another thing that you did? So um, that, that was that was pretty interesting, man. You know, I'm uh, sure it was. Yeah, but uh, for everyone out there, that's when you go visit your aunt Glory. 
That's it. Uh, <laughs> her house is not that great. It's kind of a hole. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and we move on. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so um, um, just bringing funny content, man. You know, awkward moment content. Um, and so it's, it's really been going pretty So it's well, like man. this show, which is a complete awkward moment for yeah. me. And for, I, for everybody who comes on it, I'm pretty sure it's pretty awkward. We have a lot in common, man. More Very awkward show. It's okay. As long as we don't start holding hands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you start holding hands, I best be not on half. They're going to be like, Corey on half the show now. They hands. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I was told that you also model. Yeah, you know, I have, I have. It wasn't for me uh, in particular, but I mean, you know, these looks, you know, sexiest man in comedy. Hey. I'm just saying. Every day when I get up, I tell myself that I'm the sexiest man <laughs> in comedy. There's no one else saying it, but I, you know, okay. I figure it's got to start with somebody. I'll let you have that. Okay, thank you very much. That, Hereby, the sexiest man in comedy. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely no applause. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, this is how you do it, man. This is how you do it. You gotta, you gotta do it from the chest. Got, you know, watch this. See how I watch okay. all the ladies. They just gonna feel this. Okay. This is coming live from the sexiest man in comedy. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. We gonna work on that for you, though. We got you next time. Oh, well, thank you very you. much. <laughs> I just want to say that my audience tonight is a bunch of traitors. <laughs> okay. No Red Bull for any of you. Um, so. But t now talk to me about your stand up, man. Now, how yeah. does that mix in with your I know that you that you have the sh that you have the show that you're doing the comedy court. But is that is that how you mix in the two together of being an influencer and uh, stand up? Well, no. So uh, my stand up. Uh, well, my motivation, I think I, I, it'll give you an idea of my comedy and those that's watching. Ali Sadiq is is a guy that I, I get a lot of cross references. Mm -hmm. of, and he's a guy who I pick his brain a lot, his approach. Uh, being an observational comedian. So, yeah. you know, I love observing things. I love watching people, um, just articles. What, yeah. You know, what we can pick and choose out of articles, man, and um, just bring to life, you know. And then yeah. uh, being a single man in L.A., you know, I don't know how to cook. Can somebody feed me? You know, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to pitch. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, you're I'm just, in there swinging. No, no. That's I mean, okay. You got you to gotta swing. You know, you don't want to be too specific. I'm looking for a woman with a rent control situation. Maybe get around <laughs> 7.30. I don't know um, if that's you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, man. So, uh I kind of just bring my life. Be uh, careful what you ask of this audience, okay? Hey. <laughs> okay, be careful what you ask of Beanie Fruity. You will get some emails now that will come to you. Oh, because we're going to get your emails at the end of the show. Right. So that all of the strange <laughs> people who make up this little family of the Beanie Freeman show can come knocking on your door. I, it's going to be I, so much fun. Bring all the corn pudding. Let's do it. Yes! <laughs> yes! You know, uh, being an observational comedian myself, I like to watch people too. In fact, um, I've got several tickets or just that. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe we can. They tried to say it was stalking, but I told the officer, I'm not a stalker. <laughs> I'm more like a lurker. Oh. You know, yeah, stalking and lurking are two different things. Yeah, it's like drinking and driving. You there don't you drink go. and drive. You drink, you drink and, and, and then you drive. Yeah, so there you go. Know, you see, we're the type of guy. Yes, you know? yes, that's my first hood hour. No idea what I'm talking about. Uh, so, uh, but no, go, go on about the comedy and your influence. So, um, you know, just uh, my life, man. Um, in my life, I've seen a lot of stuff, you know, um, mm -hmm. from, um, you know, going to prison young. You went to prison? I went to prison, man. No. I did. Look, we made it, man. You know, you can do anything in life. No, no, seriously. Wow. I went, I went to prison. So going to prison young, 
um, at 17 years old, man, 16, 17. Do, 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 do you mind sharing why, or is that something we still Oh, well, no, 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 no. I don't mind sh uh, sharing why, why man. Um, it was a conspiracy to assault, man. I just was, you know, wrong place, wrong timing. Um, and, and, and it was a, but, but more than just what I went for, um, you know, it was a time for me to grow. So I was able to see things and do a lot of reading. It's like relearning history. It was like, kind of like, re I read so much in there. Mm. And so I brought what I saw in there up to the stage and it caused the attention to people like Tina Graham, um, Godmother of Comedy and just, uh, you know, uh, even like um, uh, brothers like Tehran um, at the Live Factory and uh, Rodney Perry, like, man, we see your magic, you know. So um, just kind of in a sense, um, showing my pain and giving people laughter out of it, how yeah. I made laughter out of uh, down moments. And so that's where I take people in a storytelling mode. So I tell stories about in there and then, I, and, and then how I transition to, you know, losing my virginity at 24. We probably got that in common. You probably waited until you were Well, I was, uh, I was older, yes. <laughs> yeah, see, definitely. See, I was, I was forced. I was definitely I was, older. I was forced, man, you know. Oh, look, my gosh. I was so Prison, was that rough? It, no. <laughs> Just, uh, hey, hey. Sorry, everyone. This is a family show. I, I, a, lot, <laughs> a lot of people, they ask me, they like, Corey, how did you make it in there? You know, yeah. I'm not all big and muscular, yeah, yeah. man. You know, it was easy for me. I hold the Guinness World Record for becoming Muslim the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. A guy looked at me. He was like, hey, man. He was like, won't you come over here, young man? I was like, look, bro, this is Allah's cheeks, okay? <laughs> so I knew. He looked at I, you, looked at somebody, and looked back, and you had a bow tie. <laughs> I hear you. There's <laughs> only some black people who understand that joke. <laughs> hey, seriously, man, decision-making, man. Yeah. So, um. You know, I just try to make the right decisions and you know, get you, my life on stage. Do you, know? you go into, um, like, because uh, I, I like to go into high schools and talk to the kids. Uh -huh. uh, I'm never invited. I just like to go to high school <laughs> and talk to the kids. No, I go to high school. I legitimately go to high school and talk to the kids and tell them about my experiences. Is that something that you find yourself doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. I had a puppet show in New York City. I what? Yeah, with the Shonberg Yeah, yeah, Library. tell me about that. Uh, Papito, man. I have a puppet. Uh, Papito. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Papito. Who are, you, who are you working with over there? Uh, Grill World. And um, the Schomburg Library. Oh, okay, cool. Very so, um, cool. You know, yeah. just just giving my time to, uh, to kids because, like, you know, again, like, I went to prison young man. So, for me, reaching out to young men and show them how you can run your artistry, you can run to your imagination. And so, for a long time, I went by Corey B. I added B-E to my name yeah. as a constant reminder to be, to be the best version of myself. Mm. It was my self-tantra, you know, to the world and to myself because I didn't have my parents. I didn't have that that foundation, so I became that foundation, you know. And so, uh, man, it's just, it's just been, um, I've been manifesting everything in my life. I'm here. Yeah. I wanted to come to your show, bro. Like, seriously. Like, You're I the first one, because usually we <laughs> tase the guests, and then they, when they come out of it, they find themselves I know, No, no, you motherfucker still tase me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still tase you, bro. I actually, I actually have a problem with that. <laughs> oh, comedy. Yeah, man. It's just comedy. Yeah, a little pain. <laughs> you know, just, well, you know, comedy, yeah, sometimes you have to get electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of the things. Yeah, man. The hugging is after the show. Yeah, the crying in the car. The crying and the <laughs> hugging. <Yeah. laughs> That's me that does that. I want to... I, I want to know more about the, the, the how you got started with the uh, puppet show. How did you get involved? Um, so... Uh, I was trying to figure out a way how to connect um, and create an audience, like to, 
because I was discovering myself. You know, when you get into comedy, you really don't know your voice yet. Yeah. Because you're watching everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your voice sounds like everybody else. You, your favorite people you end up sounding like And then you like run that. into the grumpy comedians right. and stuff. So I said, maybe I should go with a personality. So I went, um, I Googled puppet stores, and um, I met a gentleman there that was that had a company called Grill World. Shout out to Mike J. Uh, out in New York City, Connecticut area. And um, he just showed me you know, uh, how to, you know, throw my voice and just, you know, uh, what it takes. Now, I'm not, like, an expert. I know, but, yeah, because yeah, you know but, right now. But, so you but, saw it in my eyes. I'm going to be like, throw your voice. But, do it, like, do but, that now. But but I will say this. Three-year-olds, four-year-olds, man. It's, sure. It's, you know, you can get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, sometimes, Rodito. You know, like, so I was just That's throwing awesome. my voice. Yeah, so you, so, yeah. So you a mic and you can Wait, wait, wait. You got to do it to the camera so they can see it. Is your boy Hadito? So Papito, he had he he had a, a, a interesting personality. And Papito would show kids on how you can make clean jokes and how you can have good fun, man. And the power of reading because reading um, expanded my mind when I was away. Oh yeah. So when I was away, reading is what got me what, what got me through my time. You mm. know, seven years—that's a long time. Wow. Eighty-nine months. Wow. Yeah, I know, man. It's a lot of lotion. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to go with Vaseline, but okay. It's a lot of lotion. Know, it's a lot of lotion. You got through that. You come out. Mm-hmm. You get this pop. Now, I want to know, like, like, how do you, because what you're doing is, like, really tough. Right. Like, how do you, how are you choosing the character? Are you choosing, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of people who can do, like, really great puppet work. That's, uh-huh. my, that's why I'm a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um. Like, how did you choose the character? Like, 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 what was the what what was what was your what was your process? Well, Sanford and Son. So I looked at Red Fox, and I just thought, like, you know, why do we why do we laugh at you know old mean people? <laughs> so I figured it's because they don't care about nothing, man. So why not uh-huh. have a puppet that just didn't care? You know, uh-huh. and so and, and it gives and, you the opportunity to be the good guy and, and be it, able it, to it, the it, one that tells the lesson exactly. And so I just kind of just went along with um, just something that was kind of uh, almost like uh, it was it was it was already played it was already planned for me to to follow that footprint, you know it was a simple pr- footprint into comedy into seeing that I sucked at it but it was great. Oh, we all <laughs> sucked like, in I the mean, beginning, you know. So it's, it's so I still suck now. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. I look bombing when it happened. Right? Oh, it's the worst. It's the, it's the worst. It's man. the worst. You feel like ever. you can hide under a rock. Like man, I, wish I, just, <laughs> I wish I could just hide under a rock, man. Nowadays are great, man. Sometimes I'm just like, uh, I know. Highest amazing. highs, lowest lows. You know what happens to me though in comedy? That's like the the experience that's so dope is when like a top comedian comes and sit in the front row. Ah. That happened to me in my last show at Flappers Comedy Club. Nice. I was like, oh, man. Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, California. Go to it and check it out. Very fantastic comedy club. Yeah, yeah. I was just there. I won the um, Uncle Clyde's uh, comedy contest. Okay. Yeah, so All right, man. Making make, make progress. Making progress doing that. You know, and um, when I when I get on stage, I look in the... Um, I look in the audience, man, and I'm like, oh, shoot, you know? Yeah, and, um, it's that just, intimidation it's, moment. It's, it's, but it's that, you know, that, that feeling in your stomach? That says, I can get him. 
Yeah, I love yeah. it, man. I love even, it. So, even when you, yeah. even when we fail, it's like that yeah. part that goes, oh, sure. "I'll get them next time." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get them next time. It was funny. They just yeah. didn't get it. They just, oh man, they, they always didn't get it. You know, that's, <laughs> that's how it goes, man. Yeah. Shoot, uh, oh man, um, I have a question for you. I like sure. to ask this of comedians. Do you think it's because we comedians we end up being comedians because of a brokenness in us? Do you think that there's a, or do you just believe that, um, you know, someone's funny and they decide to become a comedian? I think it's, I think it's, uh, for me and, and the guys that I've admired, you know, um, I think it's uh, almost like a brokenness, but you're trying to find a way to fit in with your, with who you are, because it's interesting. We're I, I, a lot of the comedians that we, that I meet, um, they're reserved people. We're not mm-hmm. just like walking clowns. Right. The great, like the real great ones. Right. And then they hit that stage, man, and they just come with everything because it's a lot of thoughts. Right. So you kind of can't help who you are. Like it's a real thing. It's a real superpower for those that's yeah. like yourself. Yeah. You can't help like how you express it because it comes on. It's all levels. Yeah. Man. It, it, isn't, isn't it wild though? People do think that if you do comedy, that you're just 24 hours a day walking around a joke machine. Yeah. And it's like comedians are like most of the, some of the most reserved, quiet people I know. I mean, it's the comfort. We're once we're comfortable, like it's over. And the only right. thing that can make us comfortable automatically is a mic and a stage. Oh yeah. People. Yeah. And people. And yeah. because watch this, I guarantee you, any young comedian that's watching this, man. Um, you know, that's why it's so important to know that, like, it doesn't matter if it's one person in the audience or, or a thousand. Let that one person represent that thousand because we do get the energy from the people. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people don't see their full uh, potential until they have a, a packed crowd, a, yeah. a, a person that came to pay for comedy. Right. And so, like, I worked up because I knew that that was what I was going to experience. Mm-hmm. People that actually love this game of comedy is going to listen to the story. Yeah. That's willing to turn their phones yeah. off. You know, it's Whether just the it's whole, five people or uh, 500 people. Man, it's, it's, and it will be five people. Yeah. At oh, some that, point. oh, that will happen. Snowstorms, rains, ice yeah. storms. People, you got five people that come out to the comedy club, and you're trying to give them like, if you, you're, not, I believe you're not a comic if you're not going to give them every bit worth. If whether if the place was packed or if there's eight people there. Oh, for sure. You for know sure. that that's my that's I honestly believe that. I right, man, and, and my my tool is this. And for me, I kind of cheat marketing a little bit, hmm. just a little bit. You know, how, I like how do you do that? Well, well, I. It's known in the black market that I'm performing, performing with linen pants with no drawers on. <laughs> so you, you send out, you send that out to enough women, man. You know, somebody gonna show up. But but I I have to say this, man. Doesn't that make your crotch a little too free? I mean, I mean, hey, you gotta do it. It's on, hey, listen, man. I'm giving you 30 minutes. That's all I got. <laughs> right, you, want this 30, you want this 30 minutes now? You know. So so and so. But but for me, it's interesting, man. The, the excitement in comedy. I kind of, I feel like I'm blessed to be in the era I'm in because there's so many guys that came before me yeah. that I'm able to study yeah. and watch. You know, I'm, I'm able to see the greats uh, be great. Like, for example, I saw um, Bill Bellamy's manager. I was talking to Bill Bellamy's manager recently, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I told him, I said, man, I said, well, Bill not doing what I'm doing. You know, Bill was once people would say it was a sexist man in, in comedy and all that at one point, but he married now. You know, I ain't married. See, then Bill can only get women as his fans now, mm. like that follows comedy or that's his fans. He kind of can't get new lady fans. You know what mm. I'm saying? See, I'm trying to get the lady fans. I'm getting yeah. the lady fans, so I'm on Christians mingle. 
I'm on Muslims Meet. I'm on <laughs> Tinder. You know what I'm saying? I'm on I'm on all the websites. You know. Okay. I'm even. My favorite thing to do is is to to be an imposter on Sugar Daddy Meets. That's my favorite. <laughs> Wow. King, hey, listen, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. It make a chick decide. Like, I know he's not a sugar daddy, but I'm kind of lonely. I'm, <laughs> him. I'm just saying. So, like, uh, my marketing is, um, you know, it's just natural. So, anybody looking for a mass marketer, you don't mind if I do this ghetto stuff. No, you know, hey. Yeah, it's be a, free. You know, looking for a mass marketer, or if you need a Cadillac converter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't saying holler at me about the Cadillac converter, but uh, holler at me. I <laughs> appreciate that, bro. No Look, problem. People gonna respect that. We love to facilitate whatever it is that you're doing. You're yeah, fantastic, man. Right? I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn something here. You know, you know, you said that you had wanted to come to do the show. It, it, you know, we wanted to have you on the show, and um, um, I didn't know because I never, I've never sat down and really talked to an influencer before. I wanted, I still want to get back in it, okay. like, how, like the mix of those two of comedy and influencing. A lot of the the influence is about relationships. So I'm I'm nah. I'm a I would consider myself a, a, a open person. So I'm a great listener. I'm willing to walk up to people. So when it comes to just uh, influencers that's you know known online, I'm building relationships with them and becoming their friends, going out to dinner with them, and so you kind of get to uh, network that worth because now I'm bringing real content humor, where mm. they're just bringing maybe if it's a girl with a beauty channel. And now she has a half a million followers. And right. she's like, oh, Corey, you make me laugh all the time. Uh, and I'm like, hey, can you repost my, my video on your story? And she averages thirty or 40,000 people seeing that on her story. Uh, it, it just helps. It, it helps yeah. within your brand. And now people are looking at, like, sort of like what you did today, man. I mean, hey, what's better than Red Bull? Can I have one? You know what? Please do. We we we. we I, I I meant to offer you a Red Bull. I, I, I look. look a, it's I, a little I, ghetto now. I'll take, I, I, one, no, I, I'll take one for home. Yeah, yeah. You know, take so. one. Oh, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Which you know, I meant to. I feel so bad because I meant to offer you a Red. You know what? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta take one home, man. You know, these cost like five dollars where I live at, man. Corey, yeah. would you like a Red Bull? Sure, I would love one, man. Come on. You know what? You know what? Take one for now and take a doggy bag for later. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know, I ain't the type of <laughs> take, take advantage of a brother. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do, though. You know, I'm going to take a nice sip of this cold, delicious Red Bull right now while we take ourselves a quick break. We will be right back with Corey Sherrell. Everybody stick around. <laughs> Red Bull. What does it give you? I love it. Wings. It gives you wings. This man would not lie to you. A thank you to everybody that's helping us to trend on YouTube. We really love it. We had Corey on the show this week, so hopefully, like, I'm, I'm just trying to get, like, some of your audience, really is what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to, like, just get in, get, get behind you somewhere and just peek out 
from Biden because, like, you're doing it. Like, you're out there really making it happen. And uh, so, yeah, man, we're just trying to get on your coattails and ride, see how long Let's we can it. ride a little Let's bit. Let's do it, man. That's, listen, you can roll with me anytime, man. From, from L.A. to Detroit, man, New York, hey, whenever, man. Whatever. Oh, my man. I just man. want to say, man, you need anything, man. Anything. Don't call you. As long as if it ain't no money, don't call <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, like, I really, I'm really enjoying this experience. And like you said, you want to, you want to, um, I'm going to post this, you know, across my uh, Instagram handle, Corey Sherrell. If anyone, you know, you're, you're looking for me, Corey Sherrell, across all handles. I wanted to know, best show, worst show? I would say my best show was at Atlantic City. I did a show at the casino in Atlantic City. Um, that was my best show, man, my biggest crowd with uh, Clipper Man, comedian Clipper Man. And my worst show was my first, sh- my third show with Talent the Comedian. I bombed. That's the f- like the first bombing. First of all, I was like the comedian that came with the full suit on. You know, <laughs> so I had, to, I had my whole Sunday's yeah, best on, man. Uh-huh. And so um, it was so bad, bro, that I just stood at the uh, end of the stage. I just stood there. And, 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 and somebody said, I hope you don't commit suicide. And I, like, I, looked, to the, I looked to the side. They were like, keep going. I looked, I did like this. The camera, when I saw the camera, the cameraman did this. And then the guy in the back said, wait, man, we, ain't we in a comedy show? I was like, oh, man. I was like, you know what? I've never smoked weed performance. So I, I, I never since then ever smoked marijuana. No. I was so bad one night at a comedy club in L.A. that I won't mention that they actually turned off the sound and the lights. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. It was the worst bombing oh, that I man. have ever done oh, in my man. life. Oh, man, that's and in an important place, too, man. Oh, it, was, it, it was really... It was so bad that it's great now. Hey, can we cry in the green room together? We can. All in right. fact, that's what I do after every show. <laughs> uh, so, hey, everybody, did you have a good time tonight? Woo! Yes! Give a hand to our guest, Corey Sherrill! Corey, the audience is going to want to know how to find you. What are your handles? Uh, Corey Sherrill across all uh, platforms from Instagram uh, to uh, Clubhouse, YouTube, Twitter. Corey Sherrill, C-O-R-E-Y-S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L. Or you can hashtag sexiest man in comedy, I come up. <laughs> there we go. Yep. All right. So, everybody, we love you. Thank you for being here tonight. And remember to like and subscribe to the BD Freeman Show. Make sure you follow our man, Corey Sherrill. And we will see you next time. And don't forget, like I always tell you, you are not in an interracial relationship unless you're sleeping with a horse or a chicken. This is BD Freeman for the BD Freeman Show. Good night, everybody.
Hey, this is B.D. Freeman from the B.D. Freeman Show. And you can catch us anytime, 24-7, at bdfreeman.show. I promise you'll have a good time.